What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Man, so, you know, it's been a little bit of a tough start to 2021 for our company, just trying to get jobs, trying to, you know, fill up that schedule. Um, very blessed to say that we haven't been a week without work since I started my business. Never missed the payroll. And I plan on keeping it that way. There's been times where I've had to be very creative. And right now is that time. And I want to share with you not only the creativity, but, you know, just utilizing these tools that I teach you guys. Majority of the time we're coasting, right? I mean, a lot of you guys have great businesses. You're booked out two, three weeks, sometimes months, and you don't really run into that situation of scarcity. And sometimes that happens. I mean, a lot of us um, have, you know, even with what's going on with COVID, sometimes, you know, you know, jobs get canceled. I mean, it's been a crazy year, but you've got to have this tool belt, you've got to realize that you're ultimately in control of your destiny. You got to have what, you know, I listen to a lot of motivational speakers. I'm real big. I mean, if you don't listen to motivational speakers, there's some good ones. Jim Rohn, uh, you got Eric Thomas, you got Les Brown, you got these guys, and it's all about mindset. And the mindset that you have going into making these calls is everything, right? So I kind of wanted to give you guys some insight on what I've been doing, uh, making calls on Christmas Eve, being, being quote unquote annoying, but knowing that I have got to hunt for my team. I've got to have, uh, you know, this, this insatiable desire to continue to keep my guys busy, continue, uh, to separate ourselves from the competition. So I want to share you, share with you guys some of that. So you're going to really enjoy this episode. You're going to hopefully use some of the tools that I share with you in your own business. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets podcast. What's going on, guys? So I want to talk to you about separating yourself. And those of you who I connect with on Instagram, I've kind of mentioned this, that the first week of January has been pretty difficult for us to get work. And I want you guys to know that I go through the same things you do. And I know that I come from you, come to you from this, you know, hopefully uh, this leadership standpoint in terms of staying ahead of the curve and always having an answer for everything. I, too, deal with uh, trials in, 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 the, in, you know, the lead flow. And one thing that I'd say is that I had to dig deep in utilizing my resources more than I ever have because I'm out of the estimating process. So I know for a fact that if I were still doing the estimates, I would jump right in and do the estimates and sell the jobs, but I didn't want to do that. And I think that that discipline is the same discipline that you need to have in terms of the production if you are somebody that wants to be hands-on in terms of production. So for me, it was hard to watch the fact that we weren't selling jobs and I had really no control over that aspect. I, I had to really just stay in my lane because the minute that I jump in there and take over is the minute that I give up control in the aspect of I'm giving up control in terms of allowing my processes and my systems to do their job. And Obviously, that would be kind of like a double-edged sword. I'm giving up control in that area, and I'm trying to take control of the area of sales because obviously I'm thinking that 
I need to be there. I need to do it. I need to, I need to see this through. And that's the same mentality as somebody who is really tied to the production. Like if a job is going slow or if things aren't going out, going the way that they're supposed to, is it easy for you to, to step back and allow your team to, to, take charge, take control? Can you give orders from afar? Or are you the type of person says, I got it, I'm going to go in, I'm going to do it. And if you're the latter, that's the issue here. And for me, I had to I had to stay the course, you know, I think that one thing that um, I had to do was be extra creative. I put out a bunch of email marketing campaigns to all of my 1400 contacts. I've made over I'd say over 50 phone call follow-ups of leads or estimates that I've given that have not converted to um, to close business or they have not told me that they had hired somebody else. So real quick, how valuable is that? I have a database where I have all of my contacts information and not only that, within that database, I have deal stages which show me who has an estimate out pending that has not told me whether or not they hired somebody else. So I was easily able to just target those specific people. And yes, Drip Jobs is going to do that. But in any case, you know, look, I'm not the type of guy that says, oh, you need to use Drip Jobs. I'm going to show you why it's valuable. But you should have something like this. I mean, this is a must for this reason. So as I'm combing through this, you know, this database, right, I have no work for the first week of January. But I stay true to my processes, my systems. I know that persistence will pay off. I know that consistency will pay off. And one by one, jobs started closing. I mean, out of nowhere. These are leads that I've called. And, and you know, calling somebody two months after you've given them a quote, right near Christmas, right? When nobody wants to talk business, everyone's, you know, but ultimately I got a hunt. I don't have time to peddle around people's feelings about whether or not they want me to call or not. I've got to hunt. And that is my job as a business owner. I have to hunt. And when you have that mentality, you know, at the end of the day, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you got to be aggressive. I would call people and they'd be a little angry. I was talking business around Christmas time for, for, you know, for context here, we're talking Christmas Eve, you know, I'm calling about paint jobs and I'm using my sales tool belt. So I'm talking urgency, right? So I'm saying, and I'm being transparent. I'm saying, listen, you know, first of all, I want to apologize for calling you during this time. I understand that it's a time with family. Um, but the reason why I'm reaching out to you is because I have an amazing offer for you. I gave you a quote a little while back and I wanted to let you know that the first week of January is the hardest week in our business to schedule work. You can imagine simply because it's right after the holidays. So everybody's kind of recovering from the holidays. And I'm telling the customer this because what that's doing is it's giving me credit, credibility. It's giving me, it's giving me leverage, you know, so I don't, obviously they know that I'm calling because I want to sell a job, but I want to be transparent because that trust and transparency is going to drop the, the, the defense of, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. He just wants to sell me something. He just wants to sell me something. But what I'm doing is I'm connecting on a personal level. I'm saying, listen, I'm a business owner. I have I have employees that need work. The first week of January is really hard for us to schedule simply because it's right after the holidays. Okay. I know that you need a paint job and I have painters to do it. And I want to see what we have to do to make this work. And I'm coming across the customer this way. And I did this and 
sold three jobs. So I want to kind of give you really um, some things that I know that I needed to do in order to sell those jobs. And, and the first thing was I had to separate myself. I had to be different. And I think, first of all, the transparency is number one. I mean, saying, hey, listen, we need work for the first week of January. This is why I'm giving you a discount. This is why I'm giving you a great offer. This is why you would need to actually give me a commitment today so I can lock you in for this great deal. And that was what I did. I created urgency. I gave people a reason to actually stop what they're doing, place a deposit right before Christmas. So premium painting can have a week of work in January. Okay. And that's the reality of it. It was creating urgency, but it's not just creating urgency. I use the other selling point that I always tell you guys about is about building value. These are value propositions. So I want to talk to you about two value propositions. And now that we're out of the first week of January, now I'm, now I'm putting the pedal to the metal. Now I'm really, now this is where my job as a business owner is to stack the schedule. Okay. And normally we're about three to four weeks out. So I don't have this pressure, but for whatever reason, um, you know, we got to this point where January, the first week was wide open, but that's okay. It's a challenge for me because I want to keep my skill set fresh. I don't want to be lazy and just be like, okay, I have three weeks of jobs, three weeks of jobs. You know, ultimately I'm only, I'm just like you guys, you know, I'm three weeks of jobs away from not having any work. So I need to be creative ahead of time. So just because I got the first week of January book doesn't mean that I'm just stopping what I'm doing. I'm keeping the momentum going. I'm, I'm, I'm making more calls right now even with the first week of January book than I am, than I did without the first week of January book, because I'm riding the momentum. Now I'm getting better, right? So even me, like the more you do this, the more calls you make, the more creative you'll be, the more, you know, the more, you know, the more success you'll have. So I'm calling people left and right. And now that we're doing estimates, we have a three-day window here, 20, uh, 28, 29, 30, where it's, it's business time, where we're not really in a holiday anymore, and people are requesting estimates, and I'm coming hard. Cause I want to just book three weeks out, like nothing. Like I, I want it to be easy. So two opportunities came through the door. Okay. So, um, right now I'm using Joyce. Joyce tells me when somebody opens up an estimate, yes, drip jobs will do this too. Very, very, very important sales metric. You want to make sure you have this in whatever software you're using simply because you never know who's looking at an estimate. I, I looked at it today. Somebody that I gave an estimate to in July opened up the quote today. They were thinking about it. So what did I do? You know what I did. I picked up the phone, called them. Hey, how's it going? It's Tanner with Premium Paint. I just wanted to touch base with you. Um, we had given you a quote a while back in July. And I don't know. I was just thinking that maybe it'd be a good idea to follow up with you to see if you had already gotten the house painted. She said, you wouldn't believe this. I was actually just looking at your quote and talking it over with my husband. I said, oh my goodness, that's crazy. You know, and, and I, I know that if you guys listen to the podcast I did where I said, uh, I told the guy that um, I had seen that he looked at it. This time I said, you know what, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to I'm gonna just create that excitement of, you know, serendipity at this point. Just because, again, I'm right now I'm hungry for jobs, you know, and, and I don't want you to think that I'm being manipulative. I don't want you to think that I'm, you know, doing something wrong. But I just said, you know, what, let me not say that and see what happens. So I said, oh my God, that's awesome. So, so did you have any questions? And then she started to proceed to tell me the roof situation. Well, you know, we, we, we are getting a roof replaced. The roofers are going to be, uh, you know, out here next month and then we need gutters. So right now I'm thinking, okay, I got to get over the roof barrier. I got to get over gutters because we need the job. 
got to get over roof barrier, got to get over gutters. How can I provide value to this person to where they would actually paint before they do both of these? Now, it's debatable. Do we paint before a roof? Sometimes, you know, yes. Could roofers scuff up the paint? That's the only fear that I have with that is that roofers climb all over our gutters and, and soffits and fascia that we painted and they scuff it up. Okay. And then, you know, and then there's an issue. So what I do is I say, listen, okay, look, I know you want to, you were probably thinking to do the roof, um, before you paint, but you know, Mrs. Whatever, I wanted to let you know that I really do not want to have to worry about protecting a brand new roof from overspray. Now, listen, my guys are awesome and we're very, very careful, but there's a different level of awareness that I need to have with a brand new roof and us having spray guns out with paint. You would understand. And I understand that, you know, maybe you've heard that you should put the roof on before you paint. But again, me being a contractor wanting to do the best possible job and also, you know, make sure that we only paint what we're supposed to, accidents can happen. And I just don't even want to cross that bridge. Would you consider doing the paint job before the roof if I allowed you to hold $200 for when the roof job is complete in case there's any touch-ups that need to be done. So what we'll do is we'll allow you to hold $200 and I'll have my project manager go out there with you after the roof is done and address any touch-ups in case the roofing guys scuff up the work. Wow. So that bridge has been crossed because she was like, oh, that sounds great. Fantastic. All right. So the next thing that was a barrier was gutters. Well, Tanner, I wanted to get new gutters. So I had to get over that barrier. So here's me coming in saying, listen, I know you wanted to get new gutters, but if you look at how we broke down the proposal, I priced out soffits, fascia, and gutters for $850, okay? Ultimately, we need to paint the soffits and fascia either way. So you would say that painting the gutters is about $350. Now, I know you were on the fence about whether or not you should keep your gutters because you told me that. So ultimately, you're really kind of gambling $350 to at least see what they look like painted and then ultimately you can make a better decision because new gutters are going to be about two grand. So it's actually a good idea to get them painted first to see if you actually want to keep them. You can actually potentially save two grand. How does that sound? Wow, I didn't really think of it like that. Well, yeah, I guess that sounds pretty good. Yeah, well, I would do that too. So now we've crossed both barriers. And then, oh, another barrier came. Well, Tanner, I'm just having such a problem because I don't know if I should paint the bricks this color. And I have swatches in my hand. And I went to Sherwin-Williams the other day. And I don't really know what colors to pick. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you what, you place a deposit today and I will have my color consultant reach out to you and we will schedule a one hour color consultation and help you pick the perfect colors. I can have her out there on Sunday. How does that sound? I mean, I eliminated every single barrier that she had that she wasn't going to call me and tell me about. I had to reach out and find out what it was. And then I knocked them down one by one deposits in the bank. We got that job. Next guy called him. Um, this was an interior job two day or, um, right around $3,500. Okay. So I could tell he was, he's the type of guy that wants to get estimates. No problem. But I knew that I had to separate myself from the competition and going back to the other one. Did I separate myself? Absolutely. Is anybody going to give her that much solid information, that much structured sales process? Absolutely not. There's no way. Okay. So the next one was the guy $3,500 interior. And ultimately what I did was, is I recognized that one of his concerns was whether or not to paint the baseboards. He thinks that he can just touch them up. 
or Chris went in there and told him, hey, hey man, listen, you know, I know you want to touch them up, but sometimes when we touch up the baseboards, it's going to flash. So you might have a brand new paint on there. And, it, and if the baseboards are dirty, you might see the brand new paint. I know that this is going to happen, but he's trying to save 500 bucks or whatever I charge him to do the baseboards. Okay, fine, whatever. It's still a good job for me to do all the walls in the house. You know, I priced the baseboards like that on purpose because I knew that he was going to be on the fence about it. So if he yanked it away, I knew that I'm still going to have a profitable job. So it's actually more beneficial for me not to do the baseboards. So what I told him was, I said, listen, I know you're on the fence about this. I know this is something that, you know, is, is, is stopping you from making a decision. If you place a deposit with me, and here's why I'm doing this, because I can't have a game time decision. I can't have the guys go there and touch up the baseboards, and then you decide as we're there whether or not you want to do it, because then that messes up our schedule. So I would need to know ahead of time. I told him, listen, if you place a deposit, I'll send Chris over there with a quart of paint, and we'll go over and touch up a few spots, let it dry. This way you can see whether or not you want to make the investment. Then you could call me and say, you know what? I don't want to do this. We'll take it away from the proposal. That'll give us enough time to do it. And then you'll be able to either save $500 or you'll definitely know that you need to do it. And uh, we'll do that for you. No problem. No charge. How does that sound? Wow. Wow. That sounds great. So right there, I'm looking for ways to separate myself. That's what you should be doing every single time. And when you have the mentality that you need work and you have the mentality that the only way to get work is to be creative, and that's what I'm doing here. I'm being creative. These are things that are inconvenient to us, but convenient to the customer. Do I do these for everybody? No, of course not. If I have a month of work, I mean, I just have to, you know, we just have to shoot prices out. And if they go with it, they go with it. And we sell them for higher margins. But right now we're in the grind. I got to get at least three weeks of work scheduled before I can even take my foot off the gas. So I'm pumping, I'm pushing, separating myself, creating value, being different, doing more than what we're getting paid for, answering questions, eliminating objections, breaking down barriers. This is what it takes to be successful. This is what it takes to hunt. You are a business owner. You are a hunter and gatherer for the colony. That's what you have to do. It might be uncomfortable calling people around Christmas, calling people around New Year's, being that annoying voice, but don't generalize the public. Some people are appreciative, okay? We want to get to the appreciative people. Yes, there's going to be people that are going to rush you off the phone. There's going to be people that are going to be angry at you calling. There's going to be people that say, you know what? You know, stop calling or I don't want you, I don't want the work done. I don't have the money or whatever they'll come up with. Cool. We're going through those people to get to the people that we need to talk to. And that's how you do it. So I know you got something out of this if you listen to this all the way through. Thank you guys for listening to this. I hope uh, you have a great day and get after it. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at Contractor Coach. And I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email, find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business to help you get to that next level. And, and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So Get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.